Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bam, bam. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the cloud, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never ever ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. Uh, football season's back in. Uh, for Premier League fans, at least. Um, obviously, the Women's World Cup is going on. Now, I don't want to be funny about this. I, I I don't watch women's football, so I don't want to pretend to watch or know what's going on. I just know America are out. Um, and, you know, it's a weird vibe. You know, I and I used to be like this, so I'm not better than anyone, actually, you know. So probably a bit of a call out to myself is I used to take pleasure in tearing women's football down in saying it's not as good as men's football. Now, I think we're all clear that they're different products, right? And in my opinion, it's not as good. So I'm not going to watch. Like, I don't watch Formula One, for instance, you know? But one thing that's weird is... And I'm all for a laugh, to be honest. Having a laugh. But we don't need to tear it down in order for men's football to have its place, you know? Um, like if women's football is flourishing and the numbers seem to be going up and more and more people are interested, I think it's amazing. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of let's have at it. You know, I live in, generally speaking, the Western world. Like, hey, if women want to play football, they must play football. If they don't want to play football, they mustn't play football. Whatever women feel like doing, they must do it. Go ahead. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I don't really know why we're still there. But we don't need to tear women's football down in order to say this is the beginning of the football season. And I don't think it's very offensive to say that. Some people might get offended, but you know what I mean. Like, the Premier League's king, right? In America, people say this is the beginning of the football season. They're not talking about the XFL. So, if you're a women's football fan, cool. Hope you enjoyed it. Or I don't know if it's still going on. I think it's still going on. Might be quarterfinals, I think. Um, shout out to whatever's going on there. I know Banyana Banyana out in the last 16. Gave it a will. African champions. But don't need to tear it down. Is where I'd like to be now at my age. You know? Um, it's not It's not for me. It's too slow. To be honest. I don't like the product. I don't. Um, but that doesn't mean other people can't watch it. Or for it to be good in its own lane. You know? Don't watch women's tennis. Too slow for me. I like the savagery of men's tennis. I don't like long rallies. Not enjoyable. Don't need to tear it down. Serena Williams, legend of the game. One of my heroes, for sure. So yeah, weird vibe. Don't need to tear it down. If it's happening and you don't want to... Like, don't watch. That's my thing. Like, I'm... Not everything needs to be outrageous. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch. If you don't like it, don't watch. Like, I'm pretty sure... The women that are playing, uh, I think they're in Australia. Don't care if you don't watch. Don't watch if you don't like it. <laughs> it's, it's one of the things that's like, I've had people say they don't like this podcast. I'm like, don't listen. This isn't, you know, I'm not your mom. You don't have to listen. If you hate the podcast, don't listen. Turn it off. Listen to something else. Not changing so you can like it. The hell out of you. Just as those women are playing professional football. 
they, in fact, I'm thinking now the American women's um, soccer team couldn't give a flying you know what if I don't watch. Like, why do they care? They're like, oh, we're elite athletes. And if you don't watch, who cares? And I'm like, yeah, right on. <laughs> right on, you know. Like, if I don't like it, don't watch. There we go. And you, you'll very rarely hear me comment on it because I don't watch. Now, I want to be, because I want to be honest, when I was younger, I did think it was quite cool to make fun of it. And, and it's probably because, you know, misogynistic sort of programming. It's like, oh, women shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> so and I have to be honest. Like, I'm a grown-up now. I'm, I'm 37. Can't. I can't be. Like, you shouldn't be proud at 37 if you're the same as you were at 27, right? And largely speaking, people don't change. But I, I think as you get older, you're like, oh, okay. Like, the Premier League doesn't need me to tear down women's football for the Premier League to be the Premier League. You know what I mean? So, don't be weird. Don't be weird, guys. It's, it's weird to think women can't do stuff or they need men's permission. That's weird. I think it's weird, man. I think, you know, like, what next? Bloody hell. So, shout out to people doing that. But I'm going to say it's the beginning of the football season for me. Like, the Premier... I haven't been... I haven't seen a single kick of the Women's World Cup. So, the, the football season begins now, in my eyes. And by that, I mean, to be honest, I only watch the Premier League now. The other leagues, um, I'll watch a bit of La Liga. Um, by the way, you can catch me on La Liga Loca, on Supersport, um, or on YouTube. <laughs> no big deal. Biggest property of uh, La Liga globally, uh, digitally, 600,000 viewers per episode. You can go check that out on YouTube. La Liga Loca. It's a lady called Julia Stewart. She's damn good. Good good presenter, that lady. She's a football aficionado. Good presenter. She's solid stuff. I think she's going to be working on the world scene pretty soon. She's um, She's got the goods. She's got the goods. Very good at what she does. Super knowledgeable. One of the... Um, one of the hardest working pundits, and I wouldn't even call her a pundit, I'd call her a presenter I've ever seen. My God, uh, nobody prepares like Julia. Let, let, let me tell you that. Uh, no matter what you think of her, I did produce a show for her for a year, um, and I worked on that show with him. So watch a bit of La Liga, and even then, I'm really watching the top six, top seven. Um, but other than that, 99% I, I, of my life is the Premier League and the NFL. Like, those are the two leagues I now watch. And then if you follow me on social media, you realize I love Test Cricket. The Ashes was unbelievable. Okay, let's keep it rolling. Love to hear your thoughts on that. I'm sure there are strong thoughts on what I've just said. Happy to hear those. And, oh, by the way, sorry. The, this has happened to me before. And I, I remember a message, somebody DMing me saying that I should watch and promote women's football. and I And I replied and... I've never got a reply, is that I say, with any sport, it's not my job to make the sport popular, right? It's my job to talk about what's popular. So if, let's say, women's football wants me to talk about it, or more people to talk about it, I believe it's women's football's job to get more popular. And that is a marketing job. That's not a media job, by the way. 
Um, so if Serie A want me to talk about Serie A, market your league better. Sorry, it's called capitalism. My job and in my world is, and I got to be honest, is it is a listenership, uh, viewership business. People watch the Premier League and the NFL. Like that's what I talk about. I talk about what people want to hear. Right now, if viewership numbers of the Super League, Women's Super League, uh, or the Women's World Cup start to match Men's World Cup, AFCON, and Premier League, guess what I'm going to talk about? I'm going to talk about the Women's World Cup because that's what people want to hear about. But as things stand, I talk about the Premier League. So that's what I say. It's not my job to make anything popular. It's my job to talk about what's popular. Because ultimately, that's how I get paid. You know? Viewership, listenership, simple as that. That's how I get sponsors. I've been working in the industry for 10 years. It has not changed. So that was always my answer to that. Uh, there, at MKT Inspire, slide in the DMs. Maybe you have some strong thoughts. Maybe you're like, oh my God, what a dickhead. Who says that? I, I gotta be honest. I, I gotta be honest. That's how I feel about it. You know? It's how uh, I, I like to view the world in that way. Human beings gotta do human being things. All right, let's get into it. Uh, Premier League. Um, Fantasy League, right? The MKT Show League on Fantasy, if you're playing. The code is, and I'll put this in the description, by the way. Uh, fantasy code is I2N5. U-S. And those letters are all uh, lowercase. So that is I, the number 2, uh, the letter N, the number 5, the letter U, and the letter S. I2N5US. And that is how you join the MKT Show League uh, for fantasy. By the way, that's the official fantasy Premier League game. That'll be in the description of the podcast. I will create a link there where you can just go through and hopefully it's auto join. If not, well, you've got the code. Um, I'll figure out if I can do a prize. Now, I have not been trustworthy with prizes because I promised to give a thousand rand to anybody who subscribed to the MKT Show YouTube channel years ago. I still have not given that prize out. I'm going to have to figure that out in the interests of, of not being a dickhead. Can't be a dickhead, can't promise people stuff, then people subscribe, and then you don't give a prize away. So I still owe a thousand rand to somebody. I'm gonna have to figure that out. Um, do I bundle it with this and make it? I, I don't know, 2,000 rand? Slide in the DMs, at MKT Inspires, what would be a cool prize to give somebody? <laughs> I, I, I wanna limit this though. I, I don't wanna do a lunch with somebody. Like, I think that's a crappy prize. Trust me, I'm. I'm very boring in real life. And also a little bit a little bit forward of me to presume people would want to meet me. So maybe let's turn it back. Let's make it money or money is the best, right? So I already owe viewers and listeners a thousand rand. Do I just double that, make it a two thousand rand prize at the end of the year? Is that is that enough? You know, I think it's enough 2,000 Rand. That's going to have to come out of my pocket, by the way. Um, not that you care. You're just like, I, I want 2,000 Rand. Or or maybe I can make it more. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about it. 
I, I, literally that came to me on the fly that I was a terrible person for not paying the prize and maybe we bundle it on this I'll figure it out slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires what would be a cool prize um, that's in reality like I'm not flying you to Reunion Island you know I ain't got it like that not yet anyway and even if I did who, who the hell are you well, why am I flying you as a prize for something I, I haven't done What's that? What's that about? I mean, I love listeners and viewers, but what are we doing? I mean, if you do work at a travel agency and you want to give away a prize like that and you think, oh, we should just sponsor the podcast and we'll do that as a prize, maybe we'll do that. How about that? How about you guys give me a prize to give away? probably not a good idea i should probably just give away that thousand bucks and bundle another price i don't want to meet anybody hey like, like that's not a good price honestly meeting me is not a good price um trust me you'd be bored in the first half an hour um i2n5 us official fantasy premier league will figure out a prize maybe sends mcholisano i can't really explain what mcholisano is we bundle it, and at the end of the year, we figure it out. End of the season. That'll be in May. Figure out a prize then. Um, all right, MKT Inspire. Slide in the DMs at uh, MKT at the MKT show.com. Are you watching the Women's World Cup? If you are, let me know what's going on. Who's the players to watch for? You know, because maybe you can educate other people. You can educate me. Happy to spread on the information. Maybe there's a brilliant player somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. At MKT Inspires. MKT at the MKT Show. All right, I'm doing league predictions today. Then we'll get into um, two questions in the mailbag. 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 Okay, get into it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through teams 6, 5, and 4. Who And I'm, this is the order I think they're going to come in. And then on the Thursday pod, I will run through three, two, one, um, leading up to obviously the season starting on Saturday. Saturday, because Saturday is Saturday. Once had an American guy tell me that. Um, what was the guy's name? Scott. <laughs> I had to deliver something for the Laureus Awards, and I think his name was Scott. And Scott said. We had to deliver something on a super tight turnaround. And he said, Saturday is Saturday. He didn't want to hear it. He didn't want to hear like, oh, on Saturday. Sorry, we couldn't get to it. The editor was late. Scott said, Saturday is Saturday. Man, I am. You, you have no idea. You have no idea how um, happy I am. I got some great news on Saturday. You know, somebody asked me to be their best man. Completely blindsided me. Very close friend of mine. And I'm going to be the best man for a wedding, by the way. How insane is that? And by the way, I hate weddings. But for this guy, you know what? He listens to the pod, probably my biggest supporter. You know what I'm going to do? I'm probably going to do too much. Because I'm one of those people. I either do nothing or I go fully in. Um... I mean, he's going to listen to the pod. He'll hear this. It'll be it'll be tricky to do nice stuff 
that blindsided me. You know, I, I was very blindsided by that though. I mean, we are very close, but I was not expecting that. Was not expecting that. It, it was one of the happiest days of my life, gotta be honest. You know, like a wedding's a serious business or, or, or maybe not the wedding part. Getting married to someone else is like a serious thing, you know? It's probably, I would say it's alongside choosing your career, it's the most important thing you'll ever do, you know? I, 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 like, I, I can't think of anything more important than choosing who you're going to marry in the whole world. Now, I'm under enormous pressure. Got to be the best man. I'm going to have to drop an unbelievable speech there. Going to have to. Probably make it 20 minutes. Steal the show. You know what I mean? No, can't do that. It's his wedding. But you can see the kind of best man I'm going to be. I'm going to do far too much here. Far too much. If you've got ideas, by the way, slide in the DMs. What what should we do for a bachelor party? Because if you don't know, I'm very boring. So I don't drink. I don't really go out at night anymore. Like 8 p.m. is my max. Unless you're very close to me and we're at dinner. But I don't do clubs anymore. I don't do bars anymore i don't like you know i train in the mornings i like to do stuff in the day you know so i'm very very boring if you're one of those super creative types i don't want to do boring hen party on a bus things like it's bloody boring it will end in us watching football somewhere i mean (laughs) the guy's a massive football fan but i I gotta get some ideas i i gotta start figuring that out you know it'll, it'll be in the south african summer so all things are on the table. Um, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But um, yeah, how about that? Best man, huh? Incredible. It's, it's incredible. Couldn't believe it. Completely blindsided. Went for breakfast. Thought we were just going to laugh. And we did that. We, we, saw, <laughs> we saw the guy who's the captain for the South African football golf thing. Turns out we know him. I, I guess I could say his name. Old Edzo. Unbelievable. He was on his way to practice being a professional soccer golf guy or, or golf soccer or whatever you call it. He went to America, this guy. He was telling us, the was it the uh, Slovakians and the Czech guys were, that's where it's at, you know. They were unplayable, he said. Yeah, the real thing, he's a springbok. <laughs> the captain, he's the captain, he's basically, he's the seer, seer colossi of the golf football team for the spring box a real thing man's got a blazer with a protea and all that i'm sure didn't see the blazer i'm just i'm making that up do people still have up blazers for that he's a protea though like he is a protea credible seeds credible seeds anyway having a laugh right at the end guy says oh i'm getting married blah 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 in whenever do you want to be my best man i was like oh my goodness and i'm not a very emotional person i i so I, I didn't really know what to do. See, do you hear me stutter there? I'm just thinking of it now. I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. One of, my, one of the best human beings in the world has just asked me to be the best man at his wedding. Don't screw this up was my first thought. Like, do not be the guy who screws. Because also, the thing about a wedding, it's not just about him. He's marrying another person who, and I know her, she's one of the best human beings I've ever met as well. And I'm not just saying that because he's marrying her. She's like, she's completely opposite to me in the sense that she really cares about people and helping them so much so that she's taken it to be her career. She's done, I think, a master's, completed a master's overseas around the world in London. 
She's she's spent ridiculous amounts of money in order to be good at helping people. That's how good of a person she is. So don't ruin it for her. Because if I ruin it for her, it ruins the rest of his life. Why did you let him be your best man? You know? So big pressure. Big pressure. But hey, big game player. Got to step up here. Biggest moment of my life. Don't screw it up. I, I, the bachelor party thing, I don't really care about. Like, if people want to get boozed, get boozed. Who cares? Like, whatever. I, I'm pretty sure I can't screw that up. It would be nice if we can do something cool. Don't screw up the wedding, though. Oh, my goodness. Don't screw up the speech. But, I mean, I do speak for a living. Been doing it for 10 years. Probably going to bring the house down. You know what I mean? I'll probably bring the house down. There'll be, will there be tears? I, I, I realized the other day, and I'm not being funny, I have not cried. I don't think I've cried since I was a child. I didn't even... Somebody sent an incredible message when I told the story about how I got knocked out in school. Um, yeah, I haven't cried since I was a child. And by child, I mean, I, honestly, I think maybe I was 10, 11. I, I, I can't remember the last time I cried. I, I'm not really a public display of affection guy either, you know. So I'm, maybe I'm emotionally repressed. I don't know. But I don't know if I'm going to cry. I'm, I'm not a crier. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just... I do, I do get passionate about things, but I, I'm not a crier. So, we'll see. Hey, it's easy to talk tough now. Who knows when I'm, you know... I've got, like, five months to write the speech. More, actually. Um, so, maybe I'll cry. Maybe I won't. Who knows? Haven't cried, haven't cried though, in over two decades. Uh, more, actually. Because that would make me 17... Nearly three decades, I'd say. Nearly three decades of no crying. Now people are going to obviously turn into psychologists and go, oh, what are you holding in? I'm like, oh my, who are you? Who are you to ask me? And then people will say, oh, you're deflecting. I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I wish there was a pool so I could push you into it so I can stop talking to you. Not a psychologist. You don't even know. You don't even know. Maybe I'm just not an emotional person. And I can feel my feelings without crying. Or, or, <laughs> turn it around. Maybe I'm going to have to be carried away off a stretcher because I'm going to be overcome with emotion. You know, really happy for two great people um, as they go on this journey together. Could be, could be either. I'm open to the full spectrum. You know, like... in. <laughs> Imagine I make the speech and I'm just inconsolable. You know what I mean? Like uh, the wedding has to stop, an ambulance has to come. What do they do then? I should probably ask him what happens then. Do you stop the wedding? Let's say I'm overcome with emotion. I have a heart attack. Like hypothetically, right? And I'm, by the way, I'm not a superstitious person, so please don't say, oh, don't put those bad vibes out there. That's complete and utter nonsense. I don't believe in any of that heebie-jeebie nonsense. But what happens? Hypothetically, slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. At a wedding, I'm overcome, you know, with emotion. Oh, my goodness. What a great guy. Oh, what a great lady on this journey. Or maybe what I do, uh, here's the thing. I've just thought about, I've thought about how I prevent uh, myself getting a heart attack. Just play the hits, you know. Um, love is... You know, two hearts becoming one. Um, you know, 
it is it has been said that love is when two souls untangle from the ego and form i don't know the bridge to eden or whatever i don't know you, you, you get it you get it though maybe i just stick to the hits where it's not going to get into my emotions and i'm just playing the hits and <laughs> if you're not black you're not going to be able to understand this but black people love affirming stuff you know so maybe i just like do a, a hybrid hits with religion where they go amen you know mm, yeah nah zo if i can just get the people doing that it can stay superficial you know then i won't need to get into my real feelings about how i feel about him and his family who are also just stupendous people that's what i'm gonna do that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna keep it surface level um having said that if i do become inconsolable heart attack slide in the dms do you stop the wedding i've had a heart attack now do they stop the wedding do you get a deposit do you get your deposit back do you get the feedback do you get anything back if you've got to stop the wedding for a heart attack you know there's people probably traveling in from all over the world for this wedding what do you do with their fees do you pay for their return flights it's very complicated the bottom line i think the takeaway is don't have a heart attack at a wedding or, or, no, 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 you can have a heart attack, I would say. How close are you in importance to proceedings? So the further away you are, I think, right, the more okay it is for you to have a heart attack at a wedding, I would say. I've just thought about it. By the way, you are hearing fresh thoughts here. I have not written this down. I have I had not thought about it. I wasn't even going to talk about it. It's just this part of the podcast, I just, I really do ramble. I, I talk about whatever I'm feeling. So I'd say that's fair. However far you are from proceedings. So if you are the seventh aunt removed, if you have a heart attack, no one cares. Just like drag her out, you know. We hit it, drinks, and then you just, you're consoling people and you just check on WhatsApp how she's doing. If you're the best man, don't have a heart attack. Or best lady or best woman i don't know what you call it i don't know what you call best man what do you call the other person is it best woman best girl best person i don't know at mkt inspires do you <laughs> do you know what to do about a heart attack at a wedding do you own do you run a place that does weddings wedding venues right do you give people their money back if somebody has a heart attack has that ever happened have you ever been at a wedding Hey, this is a great topic, right? Maybe for another podcast. Slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. Have you ever been at a wedding where somebody had a heart attack? And everyone knew though. It can't be like, oh, somebody had a heart attack on the street outside the wedding. You know? Like it happened, the pastor saw it. Hey, have you ever been at a wedding where maybe the pastor has had a heart attack? You know? Because generally they're fat guys. Generally, generally, let's be honest. They live well off people's money that they don't really do anything for. But anyway, this is headed in the wrong direction. Love to know what you think. At MKT Inspires, slide in the DMs. Who knew? Who knew wedding talk would lead to heart attacks? All right. Well, that happened to me. So I've had a, I've had a, it's going to be tough to ruin, ruin the rest of my year, you know? Had some great news. And I've got great work news, which I will share 
soon. This guy also brought up something. What's going to happen to the show once this new news affects my time from September the 1st? I said, probably have to do the show once a month. I mean, once a week, not two. Also, here's what I'm going to do this season. If you're a Chelsea fan, I will do live, or not live, but I will do uh, reels that react to every Chelsea game. Something I've always wanted to do. But I'm going to add that on. So that'll be on MKT Inspires. I'll share it on the MKT Show uh, Instagram. And then I'll add it on the TikToker as well. So uh, subscribe. I, I'm, I'm going to start MKT Inspires. I don't think I, I think I might have MKT Inspires on TikToker. Um, but I need to start getting going on TikTok. I, I'm not serious, hey? I'm, I'm, I'm in the media game. What am I doing not on TikTok? And by the way, I'm one of those people. I love social media. You know, I'm not emotional. So... People say nasty stuff. I don't mind. I think if you are a sensitive person, um, hey, what am I doing? Now I'm becoming inspirational speaker guy. I, I would suggest if you're sensitive, you shouldn't be on social media. You know, um, if you want to listen to the show or slide in the DMs, just use your partner's um, social media. I would say, like if you're sensitive to, I don't know. I, I would guess if you're a lady and. The world is t- telling you to look a certain way and you feel sensitive about the way you look. Don't go on social media. That's a death trap. You're just going to feel awful about yourself. Or if you're a guy, by the way, and you're sensitive, don't go on social media. It's not the place for you. Um, but for me, I've got a pretty thin, thick skin. So I love social media. I'll get TikTok going. But yeah, so that's something I'll add throughout the season. Every single Chelsea game, um, Premier League game, that is. I don't watch all the Champions League games. I, I, I don't... Hey, can I tell you something? I don't love the Champions League, to be honest with you. I don't love it. I don't think it's the highest level, but whatever. It's it's good. It's good. The Americans think it's the highest level. So you've got to sell it, right? You've got to sell the Champions League. I like it, blah, blah, blah. It means a lot. And it's good to have countries, um, teams from different countries playing against each other. I don't love it, though. Premier League's king. Premier League is king. All right, let's get into the league predictions. Um, can't believe we're half an hour in. Heart attack talk. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Okay, so here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do manager, defense, attack, uh, midfield. Sorry, defense, midfield, attack, um, and those ratings. And then I'll tell you who's going to come sixth, fifth, and fourth for today. And then third, second, and first will be on the Thursday pod. All right, in sixth, um, I think Spurs are going to come sixth. Um, I do. Harry Kane dependent. There's an asterisk there. Um, but the manager, uh, his letter grade is unknown, right? We don't know what Ange is like. Um, this is in Scotland. Like, get real. Uh, you're in the big time now, buddy. Um, their defense is, like, who's this Vicario keeper guy? You know? I mean, like, we don't know, right? So, for me, it's a D in defense. They get a D for defense. <laughs> because nobody knows what's cutting there. It's, it's still Davies and... I mean, come on. Come on, Dyer. D for diabolical. D for Dyer. So I, I don't like what I see there. The midfield's a little bit. I think you get a C. You've got Hoiberg um, and you've got Madison in there. So I think that'll be a little extra creativity from midfield, not just from Son uh, working like a horse um, in every department. Hoiberg, solid. Um, he'll be in front of that um, defense. And Madison. So I give the midfield a C with the addition of Madison. Their attack is an A+. 
on paper is an A plus. Uh, Kane, Son, Kulisevsky, right? I mean, they, they were like if you had those three for Man City, right? You wouldn't go, ah, oh, what's going on? Like those are proper, proper. I'd like to see Kulisevsky kick on now. He's not a kid anymore. He's been here eighteen months. Like, let's get on with it now, son. You know that softy, softy uh, injuries. Part of being great at this level. What's great about Harry Kane? It's good and bad. But just because you got a knock doesn't mean you can sit out. Because Kulisevsky, the, the one guy who used to do that is Iron Robin, right? But he's not Iron Robin. Like Iron Robin is one of those guys where he had to be absolutely fit. Otherwise, he refused to play. And that's why Mourinho moved him on after two seasons. They, they just, Mourinho needs men who play through that stuff. But it's A+, plus, right? Kane, Son, Kulisevsky. Uh, but it's not going to be enough to bring up the rest. Um, it just isn't. Ange is a huge unknown. Could he be fired in January? We know Daniel Levy is... I mean, they've been through so many managers since Levy's been there. They've got, they got a lot of stuff going on as well, by the way. Their ownership is currently, as we know, in America could be going to jail. Uh, Joe Lewis could go to jail, by the way, for insider trading. So there's a lot going on at Tottenham. There's a lot going on there. Um, and if you don't think that's going to affect them, look what happened to Chelsea, right? If you're a Man United fan, you understand ownership matters. Stability matters there. Um, because the last thing you need is Daniel Levy not in his game. You know, it's, football clubs are still a day-to-day operation. You've got to keep... Uh, listen, you've you got, you got a bunch of millionaires that you've got to keep an eye on. And that's Daniel... Daniel Levy's job is that, right? The operational side. And he's also obviously in charge of transfers, which is why it's always been a disaster. I, th- I think you should separate those roles and the, the great clubs do. So, sixth place Spurs. Yeah, that, and the only thing that saves them is having Harry Kane, uh, the greatest English striker of all time. Um, he, he is, like, whether you like it or not. Don't know if he's the greatest Premier League striker of all time, but he's better than Shearer. He is better than Shearer. He's got a 360 game, which Shearer did not have. But Shearer's a great, but Harry Kane is the best English striker of all time. All right, at number five, Manchester United. Um, the manager's a C. He's unproven at the highest level. I don't care what you've done at Ajax. Um, big spending, and you come fourth. Um, and his signings, mm, We'll see this season. But he spent a lot of money. And now it's time to show up. right? It's not like Arteta where Arteta's spending big in year four. You're spending massive, 80 million in year one. You've got to get it right. I'm sorry. You've got to get it right. And he, he came fourth. Uh, that, that, that's not going to cut it. That's not going to cut the mustard. That's not going to cut the mustard. Can't be doing that, pal. You know what I mean? Can't be doing that. Can't have it. So the managers are see he hasn't proven anything to me. Um, Man United fans will tell you they won the League Cup, but so did Birmingham. You know, Leicester won the FA Cup. Where are they now? Championship. So big season for the manager because he's also old. By the way, he's older than Pep Guardiola is what people don't realize. So it's not like he's. Pochettino or one of these guys who's emerging still in their 40s. He's a 53-year-old man. Like, what you've got with this manager is what he is. So Man United fans are going to find out quite quickly. It's That's the nice thing about resources. They eliminate excuses. Okay, you've now spent over 600 million in two years. Deliver now. 
Like, you've got to deliver now. We, we, we can't be mucking about. So he's unproven. I'm a little unshaky. I'm going to go to the defense. It's a C. Because last season, they conceded. Now, they'll tell you they had the third most clean sheets. But here's the other thing. You, you also played six at the back with basically Fred, McTominay, and Casemiro. One of those two always protecting the back um, the back four, which means like six at the back, right? So you're not playing very enterprising football. So naturally, you're going to have a lot of clean sheets because you're incredibly boring. But elite defenses don't concede seven, six, four, and three multiple times, right? And then you've got a CDM problem is, I think Casemiro's washed. I think the pace of the Premier League is too much for him. So you've got that problem as well. The problem is this, right? Rafael Varane averages 23 games per season. Martinez only played 27 games last season with that massive injury. So now your two best centre-backs are off major injuries. And Rafael Varane's been injury-prone since he arrived. Although, it's why Real Madrid let him go. I always tell people, Real Madrid don't let people go. They let Sergio Ramos go, it's over, right? Whenever Real Madrid let you go, it's only because it's over. They don't release their best players. It does not happen. It's never happened. Not at their peak. Not at their peak. That does not happen. Even when Ronaldo left, it was the right time, really. I mean, the great Cristiano Ronaldo was still great, but he wasn't that guy. He wasn't the three Champions League in a row kind of guy. Karim Benzema, I think we saw last season, it's over. The injuries are starting to creep in. He's not that guy anymore. He's not that guy. So Varane only averages 23 games per season. And Martinez, in his first season, had a major injury and played 27 games last season. And we're still not sure there, by the way. That's your centre-back combination. One of the bedrocks of winning is you've got to have that position settled. You've got to have that position settled. The problem for Man United is no depth there. You can't be having Luke Shaw as your other guy and Lindelof. Lindelof doesn't get in in the top seven sides as a starter, I would say. Does he get in the Aston Villa team? And I haven't got Aston Villa in my top six, by the way. Spoiler alert. So does he get into the Aston Villa team? Probably not. Does he get in the Spurs team? That's a toss-up, by the way. Does he Is he better than Romero? You tell me. That's your backup. Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire. That's a problem. And Rafael Varane is now injury prone. He's not unlucky with injuries. He's injury prone. He arrived injured, right? He was starting to get injured in those last two seasons at Real Madrid. And now he's just injury prone. In the two seasons he's been here, the numbers are the numbers. He averages 23 games per season. Not good enough. Your your centre-backs have to play 35 games a season. That's just 33 to 35 games a season together and then then we're getting going and then you've got to hope Casemiro doesn't get red cards all the time because that is the spine right in there and then lastly my concerns I hate a short keeper and what's a short keeper to me anything under 195 it's a new league crosses strength Onana's about to find out that this is not play play this isn't Italy this is not Italy the the refs let people get away with physical contact with the keeper I don't know with Onana, right? Listen, the, thing, the other thing about the Premier League is when you make mistakes, they will be punished. I don't want to go off the halfway line thing. It wasn't even an English team. But, you know, if you make mistakes in this league, the 20th team in the English Premier League has more internationals or the equivalent internationals as AC Milan has. 
You've got the creme de la creme in the worst teams. I mean, you've got Luton competing with Atalanta and people like this. I'm seeing some of the signings Luton are making. They can drop 40, 50 million pounds. Inter Milan are struggling to do that. Inter Milan, Juventus, can't even spend 50 million on Lukaku. It's loan deals, it's wheeling and dealing, it's this and that. They're in trouble, cuz. So Onana's going to learn that mistakes here get punished. And he's a mistake-prone keeper. But what he gives you is ball playing, right? But what he's going to learn here is it's two or three steps quicker. This isn't Italy where you've got all day. It's not Italy where you've got all day. And any shortcomings will be exposed. I hate a short keeper. He's 190. That ain't going to work for me. And it's a new league. Listen, we know with goalkeepers, it takes a season or two. So Man United aren't going to be settled at the back. It's a C. In midfield, they're solid, right? They're, they're, they're a B-plus for me. Um, I've never seen Bruno Fernandes as world-class, but he's solid. He's proper. Outside of that first season, he's been, he's been okay. Uh, Mason Mount is solid. I, listen, I can be bitter as a Chelsea fan, but I can remove that for what i got to do here. Is Mason Mount is your modern-day midfielder. He can progress the ball at his feet. He's a tremendous pinpoint passer, short, medium, Long range, um, his athleticism is incredible. His bo- his pressing, I think that's something that Man United were missing with Eriksen and the lack of legs there. Mason Mount's going to give you that, and obviously, um, good defense starts with that. And Mason Mount's solid. Like stop the nonsense. He's a solid player, and I think he can get you ten Premier League goals. So for me, Mount solid. And then although Casemiro's washed, but he still gives you a presence. You know, it's a really really important role in there. His positioning's unbelievable. To, it's legendary. Right? It's legendary. I do think he's washed though. So he's not going to be there all time. But you've got to respect what this man is and, and the confidence he gives the rest of the team. That's a real thing, by the way. But I just don't think he can keep up with the pace. Those red cards are, he's late to challenges. And that's not going to stop, by the way. The Premier League's only getting faster. It's getting younger and more dynamic and, and just quicker. I mean, if you watch the Charity Shield today, that's a friendly in Serie A, that would be like to win the to win the league. In, in the La Liga teams could not live with that. I'm sorry, you saw what Manchester United did. Oh, sorry, Man City did to Real Madrid. God, they cannot live with that. It's the quality, it's the pace, and Casemiro is on the other side of 39. And I love him. He, listen, he's a legendary player. I think he's washed. The other problem here is no depth. Fred McTominay is that the depth? Ericsson, speaking of heart attacks, he's fine, by the way. Like, let's stop. He's fine. But, really? Is that what we do? You can't have that. You can't have Fred and McTominay as your backup, right? I mean, I, I was watching today. Jack Grealish comes off. Phil Foden comes on. The bloody Palmer. Who's this kid? I mean, I watched a little bit of him last year when they bring him on, but they got him, they got Kovacic, they got... Listen, Calvin Phillips can't even make the friendly team. And Calvin Phillips is proper. <laughs> it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Kovacic, he'll learn. But, I mean, that's what we're talking about when we talk about depth. Alvarez, Julian Alvarez is their depth. That's their rotation. Jack Grealish off. Phil Foden on. Unbelievable. Guardiola hasn't even touched the field yet. You've got to bring on Fred and McTominay. Ain't going to work. And the attack, this is where, this is where their problems are. I think that their midfield is where they're at. That, that, that's their best division. But up front, no, no, no. It ain't going to work.
I, I'm tired of hearing Marcus Rashford is going to pop this season. Like, well, you can't be a 26-year-old prodigy, can you? 26. Marcus, we're getting on now, son. Like, let's get on with it. When When's Rashford going to arrive? Like, I'm all for feeding kids. Seems to be like a great human, Mr. MBE. That's cool. But as a footballer, when's he going to arrive? And this has to be the season. Because now he's got no excuses. There's some talent around him. Anthony, uh, like, whatever. I mean, I mean that's, that's hysterical to me. And with Hoyland, I'm sorry, you just don't know. He's 21 and you just don't know. You know, he scored nine goals at Atlanta. He's got nine top-level goals. So you've, you've spent whatever it may be. I mean, there's so many figures coming out. It looks like 70 million pounds plus, And we just don't know. Like, I'm all for being a fan. And obviously going... Uh, everyone now thinks they know because of Okta, XG, and XA. Like, it's not how football works. Stats must support. Uh, uh, I've heard a great broadcaster, Colin Cahoe, call it manalytics. Sometimes, I like, I can see... We can all see when a player can play. Hoyland... You, you just don't know. There's no way for you to know. Don't tell me you watched Atalanta for 32 games last year. You didn't. You're lying. Here's the other big problem. And if you're a Man United fan, you've got to be honest about something. What are people going to say if Greenwood is allowed back? Now, let me tell you something about football, right? High achievers in sport will forgive the most disgusting things if you can help them win. But it's a slightly different era now. It is a slightly different era now. You know, one of Man United's big advantages has always been the crowd. How do they respond to that? How do we deal with that turmoil? As, um, you know, Eric Ten Hag is trying to turn over the squad, now the Greenwood matter is going to affect internally and the crowd. And we know you need the connection from the team to the fans. You have Greenwood on the bench. That's not one of those things that's going away, by the way. He wasn't speeding or boozing. And you you can get sanctimonious and say, yes, but the rule of law said this. Now there's young women and men with their who saw that evidence. And I I don't want to be a I don't want to be trapped by social media. But that's a real thing. Like that's a that's a proper world issue. It's not somebody drinking and driving and surviving or being seen, you know, getting naked at a nightclub because they were too boozed. Like, we move on from that. Like, this one's a real, like, guilty or not, this is revolting. And we we can all overlook things in life, right? We all have people who say inappropriate things in our family, you know? Maybe they're racist. Maybe they're sexist. Maybe they are homophobic. Maybe they are whatever it may be. Maybe they don't... I don't know. If, you, if, you, if you're in a situation, maybe your dad prefers... You think your dad prefers your sister to you because she's more successful. Whatever, right? We, we all have these things in our family. And in this case, this one's revolting. What do you do about that? Because you still need to manage that, by the way. Do you not think that's going away? Not in 2023. In the 2000s, maybe. Maybe we squashed this. People have done disgusting things. And back in the day, we're just like, ah, come on, dog. Uh, we're in a different time now. Uh, the, like, especially 
it's going to be, he's going to be on TV. Please don't think Sky are going to be afraid to show that. And forget social media. That's going to become a worldwide thing and it's not going to go away. Now, Eric Ten Hag has a tough enough time just managing this team, trying to get them better. Is Eric Ten Hag now going to spend his life trying to defend Mason Greenwood? You tell me. That's a big, that's why, that's why it's a C and not a B, by the way. Because Mason Greenwood is an unbelievable, and I will say this, as a footballer, a generational talent. I don't think Man United have seen one like him since Ryan Giggs. I don't think English football have seen one like him since Paul, Paul Gascoigne. In terms of precocious talent at 18, where he's got the arrogance and that I'm better than you. And I love Wayne Rooney, by the way. I do love Wayne Rooney. I think Wayne Rooney is proper. And he was proper at 18. But he wasn't this. And, and listen, people will tell you he scored that Fenerbahce hat-trick and Rooney was proper as a, as a kid. Listen, do, do not muck around. But as a technical player, pace, power, and Rooney didn't have this, finishing. Like Greenwood was now starting to become a, a proper fox in the box. You, you know, that's, they say the toughest thing in the game is finishing. Greenwood as a player is proper. The other side, I'm afraid I'm out. I, like, I can't live with that. No, no, no. Can't do it. I can't overlook that. I can't overlook creepy. I can't overlook that. Personally, I cannot. I'm sorry. You know, I'm no, I, I'm no saint, but that I cannot overlook. I can't. I can overlook character trait flaws. You know, I'm a selfish person. Like, I have to be honest. I'm Something I'm working on is being selfish. I can overlook being nasty, being unlikable. I, I can overlook that. Like, whatever. We're here to win. I can't overlook that. I, 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 I can't. Can Man United? Can the fans? Can society? Can the dressing room? Please don't think all of those guys. Listen, these young men are obviously earning hundreds of thousands of pounds a week. They understand where their bread's buttered, so they will hold the company line. But internally, we know what it is. What it is. So that's why I gave it a C and not a B. Because I really, oh my God, I can't tell you what I think of Mason Greenwood as a football player. I, I tell you now, he's Ryan Giggs reincarnate. He, I, I mean, I don't think he's the level of Ryan Giggs. If you're as old as me, Ryan Giggs at 17, I remember seeing him and I thought, my God, what have Man United got here? And the rest is history. Unfortunately, him and Ryan Giggs have something else in common, which is awful. Fourth place, finish off on this, Arsenal Football Club. Um, the manager's a D. Uh, it's massive spending now. Mikel Arteta, listen, everyone's liked him for what he's done, rebuilding. Yes, that's cute. But now you're starting to manage superstars. See, now this is what separates Alex Ferguson, Pep Guardiola uh, from the rest of them. And I think Maurizio Pochettino found out at PSG. Thomas Tuchel found out at PSG and at Chelsea is when you manage superstars, it changes the game. And Tuchel's finding out now at, P at uh, Bayern Munich. <laughs> when you manage superstars, the game changes. That's why not very many managers work at Real Madrid, at Barcelona, at Chelsea, at Arsenal. It's been a disaster at Arsenal. People struggle with Robin Van Persie. 
Unai Emre, he'll tell you, they struggled. He's a D because he's never proven anything. He's never managed superstars. And they choked for the title last year. Don't tell me about coming second. That's not impressive to anybody. It's not impressive to anybody. So manager's a D. The defense is a B. Uh, Gabriel, Saliba, Timber, White, Rice. It's solid. And I say Rice because he's in that defensive uh, midfield role. And I think Raya would be... And I've said on the podcast before, I believe that they can upgrade a goalkeeper. Raya is a dip. Definite upgrade. But it's a B for me in defense. At, at goalkeeper, by the way, that is. Aaron Ramsdale, I like him, but we can do better there. And then in midfield, it's a B plus. Udegaard's proper, Rice is proper, uh, Partey's proper. It's it's not spectacular, but it's solid and it's a base for the attack to work from. And the attack's a B. I said Man United have no world-class attackers, but Arsenal have one. Bukayo Saka's worldy. He's proper. I think he's worldy now. He is. Martinelli's proper. And listen, Havertz, again, was shocking today in the um, community show. But he's proper. He's proper. He, he, he's proper. You know? So that's solid. It's a B attacking lineup. Uh, Vieira will come in there. Um, so, so, so that'll be nice rotation in midfield and attack. You know, Zinchenko, uh, you can play in that role. You know, uh, here's the big problem. Gabriel Jesus is out. Again. That's his problem. Injuries. Man City let him go for a reason. Man City are like Real Madrid. They don't let go of players at the peak. They don't do it. Gabriel Jesus, injury prone. Can't finish. And couldn't, he couldn't finish his supper. So fourth place, Arsenal. Sixth place, Spurs. Fifth place, Man United. Fourth place, Arsenal. Those are my ratings. For Arsenal, it's a D for the manager, a B for the defense, a B plus for the midfield. Really love um, the look of Udegaard, Rice, and parte proper and solid like the arsenal defense has no de- no reason not to be the number one defense in the league this year you have no reason absolutely no reason to not be the number one defense and bukayo saka has no reason to not go get 20 league goals this year because he's gonna have the platform now declan rice and Thomas Partey will give you that anchor where you can really be off the leash. Kind of like Mo Salah for um, Liverpool, right? Where you don't, don't even look at your own half. Bukayo, we don't even want to see you here. Let Rice and um, Partey do that running. It's time to deliver now. Well, what did the English say? Piss or get off the pot. That's it. Sorry. i got no time for Arsenal being... The, the nicey, nicey club. You, you know what you don't want to be if you're Arsenal? Let me just tell you from a successful club like Chelsea. You want people hating you. The problem for Arsenal now is everybody likes them. When you're ever on second team, you, you know why people... It, it, it's like... Let me use a crass example that we can all relate to. If a guy likes the same lady you do, but you know he's got no chance, it's a lot easier to be friendly to him and you, you, you can chat about him. If you know my man's a threat... It changes the temperature, right? That's who you want to be. You want to be the guy where people people can feel you, right? You don't want pe- you don't want everyone liking you, because that means you're not a threat. That's who Arsenal. Arsenal are just that friend zone guy. Oh, he just yeah he he picks up I don't know wine whenever she needs. <laughs> I don't know what friend zone people do. I like get by the way if you're a guy get get out the friend zone. I don't, I don't know what you're doing there. Uh, Get out the friend zone. Stop being an idiot. 
she, she's not going to change her mind unless you you went to St. David's. I, I, I'm not going to say it again. But she's not going to change her mind in 10 years' time. She She's not. Don't be Arsenal. Nobody nobody wants to be the guy everyone likes. Don't, don't, don't be that guy. You need some edge. And Arsenal have no edge because they haven't won the league in 23 years. And if Arsenal fans want to be taken seriously, you need to be hated. People, you know why people hate Chelsea and Man City? Because they've been dominating for 20 years. You know why people hated Alex Ferguson? Because for 27 years, he made life a misery. You know why? Because he won 13 Premier League titles. There is, Fergie will tell you, you can argue with your uncle. You can argue with your uncle. Pep's going to tell you I've got, what, five, six Premier League titles. What do they say? Only losers have to explain. You don't want to be the guy explaining. Yeah, she would have, you know what, she would have dated me if, no, you don't be that guy. You, you, you want to be the guy. You, you want to be the guy taking her on a, on a hike, right? You, you, you want to be the guy setting up Sunday brunch with her and her family. You, you don't want to be the guy on the outside crying your tears in the friend zone where nobody's listening except you and, I don't know, you might be into Allah or Jesus. Those are the only people who care in the friend zone. That's where Arsenal are right now. Don't be the guy. Don't, Arsenal fans shouldn't be happy to be everyone's second team because that's what you are right now. And it's very different right, from the Invincibles. They, they were everyone's second team because it was just like, oh my God, we've never seen anything like this. That's very different and very rare. It actually hasn't happened. Even Man United, nobody ever saw the Man United teams. Cristiano Ronaldo didn't get clapped away from home. He wasn't Thierry Henry. Like, I know people love Cristiano Ronaldo and he is great, but Thierry Henry was getting clapped. I will never forget. I'll never forget this, right? I was watching, um, uh, what's it, Crystal Palace, right? And they clapped him. And my God, you want to see people that hate Arsenal? I mean, they hate Chelsea more, but they really hate Arsenal. Um, And they clapped Thierry Henry. I was like, what is going on here? Even Tottenham fans clapped Thierry Henry he was the one player I've ever seen in Premier League history that was different right now we're going oh oh, shame man look how well they're doing you don't want to be that team Arsenal it's over now piss off get off the pot I don't don't want to hear we're redeveloping you've just spent hysterical money over two seasons now Mikel Arteta it's time it's time to deliver alright quick mailbag and I will get out of here I will be out of here alright going to start off with Yonda. It's not, it's not really how you say his name, but I'm going to say it like that. Yonda Ndiki. It's not how you say his name, but I'm, I'm one of those black guys. Can that actually be Gorza, bro? I'm one of those black guys. Yonda Ndiki. says, here's one for the mailbag. Are you seeing an evolution of the retirement of soccer players? With Saudis now attracting more and more players and even tapping into players within their prime. Um, is this now going to be uh, the league? Or is this going to be a new league that could be rivals to the current top four? And would they perhaps form some type of new super Champions League, where the top five teams in each um, top league go into playing super Champions League of different leagues across the world? So, I would say no A-grade prime player right now is playing in Saudi Arabia. 
No, like in their prime ascending. There isn't a single guy, all right? All of them are washed. Saudi has attracted big names, Saudi Omane, but he's finished, right? Ruben Neves is not a star player. He was at Wolves who nearly got relegated and nobody cares, by the way. So Ruben Neves is not a top-end player. No, no one thinks that besides Portuguese people. But like, whatever. Ruben Neves was getting Wolves relegated. So I don't know who the A-grade players are. Um, slide in the DMs at MKT Inspires. Perhaps you know of Benzema's finished. Ronaldo's finished. Mane has fallen apart mentally. Uh, whatever happened at Bayern Munich was a mess. Um, some spicy stuff coming out there. Leroy Sane. Wow. Looks like um, yowzers. If true, what uh, Mane's PR team is saying, my greatness. It's what we suspected. Uh, it's what was alleged. And it is spicy. But I will not comment on speculation until um, Leroy Sane comes out and defends himself. But some ugly, ugly scenes and some ugly things being said about Leroy Sane there. So I would say no. No A-grade players in Saudi Arabia. So I don't think it's a threat yet. Not yet. But the other thing I'd say about football, to answer the rest of your question, is football's a culture thing, dude. Um, if it's not in the country's culture, because if the people don't connect with the players just beyond football, you know? Like Jack Grealish, you know why they love him so much in England? Because he's a brummy. He's getting drunk like them, you know? He's he's a, he's a good-looking brummy lad, you know? He's from Birmingham. People love that. People want to see you as their gladiator, but they also want to see a part of themselves in you. It's why Jordan Henderson worked so well in Liverpool. He's a working class, you know, he's not from Liverpool. It's why Stevie G, you know, irreplaceable. He, he'll get a statue. Didn't win a trophy. Nobody cares. Didn't win us a league title. Nobody cares. He's getting a statue. He's one of them, you know. And also culturally, the behavior of, of Westerners is quite similar. All right. Football's about culture, guys. It's, it's about so much more. It is the working class ballet. It is the uh, extension of society, right? And unfortunately, Saudis just, you know, my mom lived there. So I have been there when I was younger. It's just too far removed from Western culture. And that's not changing in our lifetime. So no, like this will be a thing maybe at max 10 years because they, they won't run out of money. What they'll run out of is patience with the western players because let me tell you something about 30 year old young men they want to do stuff and it's not going to fly that side that's not a democracy and I, like listen i'm all for do your thing it's your money do your thing you make your own rules so imagine jack grealish and the other part is these players want to take their families what are you going to tell some Brazilian lady who wants to wear her bikini in Saudi Arabia? Like, oh, are the players going to leave their wives and kids here for eight months of the year? No. And what the problem now for Saudi, and they'll learn, this is where um, I think the divergence in culture will come in, is that once you've paid young men, they become entitled. So the problem is not everybody's Vincent company and they're not going to just toe the line. What happens when you get the, the Samba Kings? What happens when you get a Jack Grealish? You know, type. Because this is what human beings are, right? 
For now, it's kind of cool. You can kind of keep it under wraps. It's old, respected figures. But if they want to do this thing properly, you need 20 good teams. And you know what happens? You know, in the 20th team with rich, young, off-the-leash young men who cannot be controlled because they've got wealth. One of the things about men, I don't know about women, once you pay men, you affirm their behavior. So one of the things you need to be very careful, I always say this to people, if you're going to pay men, you are aff- you're affirming not just their work, but their behavior. So be very careful when you pay men. I say that, to, I say that unapologetically. When you pay men, you are affirming their behavior. What happens then? What happens if you pay Jack Grealish 700,000 pounds a week in five years' time and he wants to do his thing? And then you tell him no. What, seriously, what happens when Kai Havertz's girlfriend wants to tan in her bikini? Now, extrapolate that to 10 teams with eight Europeans and South Americans and South Africans and Senegalese. Now, for some guys where Muslim culture is a part of their culture, no problema. But what, again, what happens if you are from the favelas, right, in Brazil, and you are 23, and you're earning 300,000 pounds a week? What happens then? So I don't think, I don't think there's anything to worry about. Um, I, I just don't. I, I, I can't see it because it's not in Saudi culture. Football's not in Saudi culture. It's not. You know? The money money can't bridge cultural gaps. It never has. It never will. It just won't. Culture has to be organic. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to go too far off the proverbial reservation here. I don't think there's anything to worry about, and we'll be all right. New retirement. I I don't think it'll last because the players eventually will realize, bloody hell, I got to live here. <laughs> you know. It's only so fun. Like, what's the difference really between 700,000 and 300,000? You can't really change your life. And what players will start to realize is, bloody hell, my best years. You know, because you come back, you're 37. You've now spent four years there. So unless they do a sort of Dubai where they create a safe zone for Westerners. And listen, stuff happens in Saudi, like whatever. They, they, they would ideally not like the world to see that. But you would have to seriously uh, now um, consider what that's going to do to the fabric of their society. Allowing rich people. And by the way, I want to get on Instagram. By the way, hot young people want to get on Instagram. What happens when you start to show everything that they've admonished about the West? What happens when Grealish is showing me that now that he's doing it in Saudi? What happens then? You know, um, and you, you've got to respect people uh, in their land, right? It'd be very, very tricky. Culture is very, very tricky. I understand global culture, but there's still some parts of the world where, hey, we ain't playing that. We ain't playing that. So I wouldn't see it as a worry. And I don't see the Super League thing happening. Because um, you've got to live there, dude. Uh, trust me. My mom had to live in a compound and it's it's very complicated. It's very, very complicated living there. Very, 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 very complicated. So, not to worry. I don't think. All right, let's move on. 
Um, got one more question. Sonia. Sonia. Says, good day, MK- good day Mr. MKT. Wow. I like this, uh, Sonia. Very, uh, very professional. Question for the pod. What is an adequate response when somebody tells you that you speak very well in English or Afrikaans as an urban black person? As an urban... So generally when people are are scared of sounding racist, they say, oh, those urban people. Um, I get that a lot and I don't know how to feel about it. Well, I can't really tell you how to feel. I don't think that's fair. Um, <laughs> and, and maybe you are just an articulate person because I don't want to bring my own biases. So I'll tell you what has happened in my life is generally what people are saying is you kind of sound like a white person would and black people aren't supposed to be able to. It's like, it's very racist. You know, it is racist. It's like, oh, wait, you sound like us. I didn't think you could figure it out or whatever, you know. So they're not really saying I speak well because I just sound like another white person and you'd never say that to them. You know, like I'm not especially articulate, I don't think. I just sound like anybody else who can speak English in South Africa and has been raised middle class. There's a million of me. Of all assortments, Indian, white, but I've never heard a white person go to another white person and go, oh, you speak really well. So it gets a bit weird. It gets a bit weird. Um, so I don't know how you should feel about it because maybe you are... I, I don't know the context of this. Do you speak really well though? Are you maybe the most articulate person in the history of mankind? Now, if the suggestion is you speak well for a black person, that's where it gets weird. I, my so so my my mind always goes to I speak well co- compared to who? So do I speak English well compared to another to Richard Dawkins at Oxford? Bloody hell, you know, to Russo. <laughs> You know, to, to Shakespeare, like compared to what? Why are you pointing that out? I've been, like, hey, I went to school with Richard. I've never heard you say that to Richard. Richard's right here. Yeah? He sounds like me. Why aren't you saying that to him? I'm talking to Michelle. Why aren't you saying she speaks well? Gets a bit weird. In again, I don't know when it happened to you, but yeah, if you, if you're white. Right? Stop saying that. Unless you say it to your white friends. But I haven't, I've never heard a white person go to another white person in South Africa and say, oh, you speak really well. Do you know? <laughs> and, and there's a difference to, wow, that person's really well-spoken. You know, they're extremely articulate. Or, and, and I've had it a couple of times. Like, you speak really well. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, like, what do I do here? And and it's, it's <laughs> listen. I know it's meant to come off as a compliment. It's not because all you're saying is like, oh, you sound like a white person, which means you're closer to excellence. I mean, you you won't interpret it like this, but it's actually what you're saying, and it's a it's a bit shitty. Stop saying it. it it's not a compliment saying I, I speak really well because all you're saying is. Oh, good for you. You're getting closer to whiteness. Oh, my goodness. That, that's really what you're saying. Like, I've got to be open and honest about it. Sorry, this show is not for the PC. 
I'm telling you what it is. Stop saying it. And by the way, if you've got parents that say that and you bring black friends around, please tell your parents to stop saying people speak well. It's we. I shouldn't say we don't like it. I don't. Not every. I'm not the president of black people. I don't like it. I don't know how other black people feel about it. Stop saying you speak really well. Please tell your parents and family to stop saying that. It's degrading. It is degrading. Like, I sound like this because I lived in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg. And this is how people in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg speak. I, I sound like every dickhead from Danefern to Bryanston. Of, of all colors. So, I don't know. I don't know, Sonia. I don't know. Sonia's got another question. She says, also, what do you say when someone tells you you are hardworking? Is it thank you? I really don't know. Well, Sonia, you sound like an incredible person because you speak really well and you work hard. My God, you should be on the net. Well, NASA are going to 2024. Hey, they go to the moon again. Sonia possibly should be on this. Now, I tell you what, Sonia, on a very serious note. So I'm not a very intelligent person. And I'm not just saying that for like, oh, no, don't say that about yourself. Like, I'm, I'm, I think I'm the normal level of intelligence. All right by the world measure. You know, I, let's say we measure at a 10, it's Albert Einstein. At a one, it's a frog or somebody who's dumb, right? The the stupidest is the one, the most intelligent is a 10, whatever you think of intelligence. I'm like, a, I'm between a four and a half and a five and a half. I, I fall in there which I would say is 99% of society, I would say. I, I Like, I don't know everyone, right? Like, most people are fine. So I have to work hard. I've always, if, I've not, I've not been very good at many things, but everything I had to work at intellectually, I've always had to work hard because I'm not a bright spot. I know people who can cut corners because they just get it the first time. I'm not one of those people. I am not one of those people. I've always had to grind and I think hard work is a virtue. So I would say you don't need to say anything. Also, it depends who's saying it. Is this, is this like your boss at work? It's like, oh my goodness, they notice that you work hard. And, and I would say this. Again, I, I don't know the context, but where do you want to go in life? If you want to, if you want to get to the top, you've got to do a little better than work hard, you know? Like working hard is great. I, I think it's a virtue. But then again, I have to work hard. So of course I'm going to like it. <laughs> because I'm, you know, intellectually average. So I've got to do more to outshine everyone else. Or at least compete with smarter people. Because it's, hey, that's the lot I've been dealt. Not the greatest brain, but I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder and I'm resilient. Like that's what I am. I've realized I'm quite good at that. Like, I'll grind and I'll outlast. That's all that... I stick in that lane. I'm not going to intellectually compete with other people. I don't have it like that. I ain't got it like that. And it's not like I'm beating myself up for that. It is what it is. So, Sonia, I, I, that one I can't answer. But what I would say is just keep doing it. You don't need to thank anyone. Like, if you're working hard, don't do it for other people. Do it yourself, for yourself. Because I think... In my experience, hard work is in itself the reward. You don't, I, I don't need anyone to say thank you for me. 
So you may not know this, or you may know it, right? I'm guessing, Sonia, you, you speak really well and you work really hard. So I'm guessing you probably know lots of things that I don't know. But maybe I'm teaching you something, maybe I'm not. So the Greeks had a word, right? The ancient Greeks came up with a word which I love. And it's a term in um, sort of ancient Greece. They go, it's called eudaimonia. So it is essentially the, the feeling we should all be chasing. And the loose translation for eudaimonia is happiness. But that's not actually what it, what it means. So there isn't really a, a correlative word for eudaimonia. So eudaimonia is the intrinsic. So it, it, it's got nothing to do with the outside. So um, intrinsic is internal. Extrinsic is external. So extrinsic rewards would be money, a medal, uh, things like that. So things from the outside. Intrinsic, those rewards are learning a skill, right? And getting better at it, uh, mastering your craft though, uh, and getting joy from that. You know, learning for the knowledge, not the marks, essentially. So is the, is the polarity between the two. Hope I'm explaining it well. But intrinsic gifts are things that come from the inside and don't, aren't stimulated from the outside. So hard work is in itself the reward is what I say. But eudaimonia is the feeling when you lay your head, um, the simplest way I can describe it, when you lay your head on your pillow at night and you know without anybody saying that, hey, Sonia, I left it all out there today. So I love hard work because it leaves me feeling unbelievable when I know I've really poured it out, right? You, you know. And I don't mean where you're telling people on Instagram, hey, yo, I'm grinding, dog. Hey, yo, dog. I mean, when you've really laid it out for a week, a day, a month, a year, you know, you know where you just, whew, I could not have done a thing more. I was humming today, but I poured it all out. That feeling intrinsically, right? is called eudaimonia it's called eudaimonia when you know you've left it all out there and i think everyone in the world anyone listening to this can identify whether you had it once this year what maybe a year where you were just humming right where you were just your schedule was set up you'd hit the gym you phone your partner or your family in the morning and then you get to work and you are just eight to ten hours cooking delivering plan and and you know you could not have done any more to affect your output and the value chain uh, you create by by being who you say you're going to be you couldn't have done more eudaimonia that's what we're aiming for and i think hard work is a good place to start um so shout out to you sonny i would say but again listen i'm biased i i, I am biased i i think it's an admirable trait um and i also I also have to be honest. My father raised me this way. Um, the world is a better place when people do what they're supposed to and don't expect rewards for it. So that sounds like a brutal thing, but that's where I was raised. Like I, I'm not thanking anyone for saying I'm hardworking. I, I'm not a big fan of people that expect to be thanked for doing what they're supposed to do. Like you're hardworking. Okay, you're supposed to be hardworking. Like, why were you rewarding people for that is how I view the world. However, your boss is clearly noticing something or whoever it may be. It may be a colleague. 
Um, maybe an enlightened position because we, we often are responding through insecurity and I do that all the time so I'm no better than you are is to ask them, hey, why did you say that? Because maybe they are seeing something in you which they wish they had in themselves or maybe they have a parent who raised them to go, my God, hard work is something to be admired. You know, you, you, you just, we never know where people are coming from. You, you don't know what someone, you know, human beings are very bad at sharing their feelings. So for me, if I was your boss, I'd be like, hey, Sonia, get out of here. I'll see you on Tuesday. No one cares. I wouldn't say the no one cares part, but in my mind, it's like, oh, she's working hard. She's supposed to do that. She's, I'm paying her a salary. She's got a job. But this person my, is obviously a better person than I am, and they're going, oh, wow, I've noticed Sonia's really pouring it out here. And maybe her father or mother or cousin or whoever she looks up to is a hardworking person. And they're going, bloody hell, I really love that. I would like to instill that maybe they're looking at it if they're a leader or a colleague they're saying we want that in the culture you know again i I don't have the context but i'm just trying to put myself in that person's shoes because you wouldn't say something like that unless it's something you espoused um or revered you know and venerated if you if you venerate it depending on this person's role maybe ask them hey why did you why do you think i'm hardworking? why did you say that because perhaps they're looking for you to take a leadership role. You, you, don't, you don't know unless you ask. And again, maybe you can sign the DMs at MKT Inspires. All right. Heart attacks and eudaimonia. Bloody hell. An hour 20 is a marathon. This is one of those you're going to have to do a two-parter. I would imagine. People are working. People are working. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell out of here.